Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, to the east side today on Urban Spelunking, we're going inside of a clock on Prospect and North Avenue. Is there a more iconic building on the east side? I, do you I, think? I mean, is there one that, like, if you had to pick a building to put on, like, an east side poster? Other yeah, than aside from maybe the, the water tower. Right. But one that you can actually sort of go in, I mean, and, you know. It's pretty iconic. Yeah, it's right on the corner of Prospect and North Avenue. When I saw the picture in your story, Bobby, of just the clock face, I was like, oh, I know right where that is. Yeah. It's a big, you know, three-sided white clock on the corner of Prospect and North Avenue. Um, it used to be a warehouse, and right now it's uh, home to a restaurant and a bakery and a nail salon, parking garage, offices. So it's mm-hmm. got a multi-use space. Yeah. Um, but I think most people know it from the, the big clock face right on the corner. Yeah. Th- so this clock has been up there since the 20s and has been um, an east side landmark really since then. And in uh, for part of the recent days, the clock was not working. There was a time when I noticed uh, the clock was not keeping time. Yes, and then they ended up taking the hands and then, off. Yeah, right, and then there were no hands right, at all. Right, and then there were no hands because they had a guy there repairing it who, interestingly, was the son of the guy who repaired the clock in the 1960s, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I was going to um, say, when the clock is broken, who do you call to to fix a 100-year-old clock? You probably call the last guy. And when <laughs> the last guy's son answers, you have him come out. Um, so but the, yeah, so uh, so they had to repair the clock because, as the building owner was telling me, the 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 clock faces are all, I mean, you go inside the clock tower and they're all connected to one mechanism, which interestingly is just a little clock. So you go inside this thing. And there's a little clock. It's just a tiny little clock that's powering these three or that's timing these three yeah. big clocks. Yeah, but what what uh, she pointed out, though, is that what's challenging about a clock like this is that all the sides are working in concert. So, like, if one side starts to lag, it screws up the other. Like, it, uh. the whole system gets screwed up. It's a very complicated sort of balancing act of weights and mechanism to make sure that they're all keeping time. So each hand has to be the exact weight, right? And yeah, it has so they to have be... to be specifically weighted and yep. Um, and so as part of a, a just a general makeover for the building, she started with the clock. She's also going to be repainting the building um, and that sort of thing. But the thing that people really noticed was when the clock was wrong or in the case of no hands, when the clock was not <laughs> showing any time whatsoever. Um, you just had to kind of imagine hands and imagine time. What <laughs> and, is time anyway? And what was funny is that somebody posted a comment on, when I wrote the story. Somebody posted a comment on Facebook that said, "Even a broken clock is right twice a day, <laughs> except when it has no hands." <laughs> so, but, what was it like walking inside this this clock mechanism? It was pretty crazy because you go up onto the roof and then you go in a door. But what's interesting to me is the the escutcheons and the doorknobs and like the hardware on the doors on the outside on the roof were like beautiful brass mm. like decorated thing you know doorknobs and stuff and i thought why would you do that who whoever comes up here but that's craftsmanship yeah 1920s, 1920s for craftsmanship you. amazing um yeah so you can like kind of walk in and then you have to climb up uh, a little ladder to get into the area where the clockworks is and it was kind of cool that there were no hands because i could look out the little hole where the hands connect Oh, interesting. And so it's sort of interesting to like look out at the neighborhood through that little hole in the center of the clocks. I don't think, I, I think. Which I thought a, was kind of a fascinating right? sort there's of thing. Very, and even if you went up there now, you couldn't do that because the, the hands are back there. So the holes are plugged up with, yeah. with that. That's it's probably it's like one or two people in the world who have done, who have had that view. I guess, you know? right, maybe. So uh, was it like rickety and scary up there or what's, you know, what's it like in a no, hundred year really. old clock works? It's, yeah, it's kind of dusty, but you know, the, it's, 
I'm always amazed how like a clockworks is not nearly as complicated as you'd think it would be. It's like I said, if there's pictures in the story, you could see it's just like a wall-sized clock there that's kind of connected to these the gears and things and it, it basically and a little motor and and that's it. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of space in there to kind of yeah, yeah, elbow room because there's not that much sort of machinery in there. But a lot can go wrong, right? I mean, the the balance has to be right, and yeah. the clock has to be the 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 little clock that powers the big clock has to be working in concert, like mm-hmm. you said, with everything. So it's a precision it's a precision thing. For but sure. the clock is working now. It is working now. All three of them. Yes. Well, if one's working, they're all working, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just went through this. <laughs> well, next on Urban Spelunking, we're going to talk about the building itself because this has has been there a hundred years. Obviously, there's a hundred years of history inside this building at Prospect and North Avenue. That's next on Urban Spelunking. Let's go to the movies. Cinebuds is a podcast about movies. In each episode, you never know what you're going to get. Every Wednesday with 88.9's Justin Barney and Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. Each episode, they take you on a quest. What kind of quest? A quest of danger, excitement, thrills, wonder, adventure. And if you want to join their journey on the latest movies, just tune in to Cinebuds at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking at the Prospect Clock Tower. Uh, in the name, as as it implies, Prospect and North Avenue. You probably know the big white clock face that's uh, that's been there for a hundred years, looking over Prospect and North. And the building itself has been all these different things over the years. So I guess let's start at the beginning. 1926. What was this built as? Um, it was built by the Coakley brothers as a warehouse for their burgeoning uh, moving and storage business. Um, and, and here a, the Coakley brothers are again. I know they're everywhere. Yeah, we, um, we've talked about them and their their businesses several yeah, times. In our we might be running out of Coakley buildings though to look <laughs> at, but um, but this one was interesting because it was built in two phases. And the first phase in uh, 26 was the tower on the corner, and then about two stories running along North Avenue, where like we think of where Jalisco was, which mm-hmm. used to be a big boy before that. Um, and then in 1928, they basically sort of took that L shape and they filled it in. And if you look at it now, you can see the parts that are white are the early building and the parts that are painted the couple of different colors, that's the addition. I, you know, I wonder, I just feel like all these additions that we hear about, it's, is that something that, that businesses are still doing and, you know, buildings are still being added on to? I feel like you don't hear as much about, like, additions on buildings. No, I think so. And I think that, uh, like then... Um, it's it's often planned, okay. You know, or or it's it's a planned potential eventuality. Oh, okay. Interesting, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, I think people still do that. Yeah, it seems like that was uh, going back to the twenties. Like, you know, if you're building a warehouse, you kind of expand as needed, right? Yeah, yeah. And interestingly, um, I just wrote a story not that long ago about a building downtown that was built in the seventies for Blue Cross Blue Shield that's being turned into uh, they're going to put a hotel on top of it. But that building was engineered to have more stories put on top. And there's, oh, e- there's even elevator shafts that have been empty since the building was built uh, so that when they were going to expand it, they would be able to just drop some elevators in there and, and go. So it's built as a, as a warehouse. Mm-hmm. 
and it's expanded on. And this was part of this, this like you said, burgeoning Coakley Brothers business of moving and storage. Yeah, they seemed like they couldn't keep up. That's why they were building all these different places. And then actually, interestingly, between when they built the 26 part and the 1928 part, they built another clock tower building on 37th and Wisconsin Avenue. And pretty similar, right? Yeah, similar in style. Not exactly the same, but similar. Um, this one... On North Avenue, only the addition was designed by Alexander Eschweiler, while the one on 37th in Wisconsin was entirely designed by Eschweiler, so slightly different buildings. Um, interestingly, they had some other commonalities, though. They both had car dealerships on okay. the lower levels. Um, and actually, the one on North Avenue was a Studebaker dealer. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it seems like a great spot for a car dealer, right? I mean, it does. Right and in the there's, corner of this busy intersection. Yeah, and there's photos out there, and I think there's one in the story showing like a bunch of old Old-time cars lined up out front, which is pretty interesting. Um, so what else was in the building over the years? Uh, one of the big things was the big boy. Oh, yeah. I think that was, if it was not the first big boy in the city, it was one of the first big boys in the city. And a lot of people remember that big boy. A lot of diehard big boy fans yes, out there, right? which then became Jalisco <laughs> for a really long time, and oh. that was there for decades. Got me um, through college. I remember those, those And days. now there's a restaurant in there. I think it's called Judy's. And then where Donut Squad is now located... For a while, that was a, a sort of re, a rebirthed Suburbia. Oh, the yeah. The first Suburbia had been across the street yes. many years before. But when they tried to kind of get it going again, they opened one in that building. Um, interestingly, in the basement, there's an old Wisconsin Electric substation. Oh, wow. Which apparently is not in use anymore, but it must is still somehow connected into the grid. And there's like a, there's a warning sign to keep out of that area and that there's, it's dangerous. Um, and the caretaker of the building told me that uh, we energy sends somebody like once a year to just kind of go in and check it out make sure everything's hunky-dory um but it's kind of a weird thing to find so you just <laughs> in the basement you happen upon a, a an old suburbia sign and an old we energy's substation yeah it's interesting the basement <laughs> the basement has lots of weird things there's an old stove like an old uh commercial kitchen stove down there there's some old neon signs one says like sheboygan's finest bratwurst <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so those are obviously all from buildings from businesses that were in there but i'm not sure Exactly what those businesses were. You have to invite your buddy uh, Adam Levin in. He was just, as a matter of fact, he was just there and he posted pictures on Facebook. He he followed, and he, he it looked like he went to the same places I went. Yeah, Adam is. We've talked to him on Urban Spelunking. He's a he's a big sign collector. And his book is Milwaukee. coming out soon. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. link to that when that comes out. Mm -hmm. Anything else of note of this building? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Well, you can see pictures from inside and and much more about the building, the history, and the inner workings of the clock tower at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.